Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Sal. I'm joined today by Gina Ippolito. Gina Ippolito is not only hilarious and awesome and cool, and we Ooh. went to school together, and we were in, like, two plays together, but also, she's, like, a real writer. She, like, did real things, and she's going to give some context and some insight into what happened with the writer's strike, what they were fighting for, what they got, whether that was a good deal, and uh, give you guys some context, because I know a lot of people are talking about this, and there was non-stop misinformation. I don't want to say disinformation, but certainly misinformation. People just not knowing what exactly was going on. I thought, now that we're done, we can give a post-mortem to the situation. Is that cool with you? <laughs> Sounds great to me. Yay, all right, great. Uh, you wrote for The Regular Show, Bunked, Murphy Brown, The Unicorn. These are real shows. You can <laughs> this is real stuff. Uh, and, 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 and so much more, but, uh, but yeah, so thanks for being on the show. This is your first time on the show, which is a crime. It is. It is. You since you've technically known each other for like 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I, I'll, I'll come back anytime to awesome. avoid Well, don't say, don't, don't get too ahead of yourself. We'll see. <laughs> we don't, we don't know. Like it's, you know, this, this show could go completely off the rails. We don't know. I could really crap the bed here. Uh, between the two of us, I think we know who has the uh, the incontinence problem. But let's jump into it. So, uh, what exactly was the issue? Like, what 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 sparked the WGA striking in the first place? Yeah. So there were there were a lot of issues that have sort of been slowly unfolding over the past decade. I will say uh, uh, right. the the last strike in two thousand seven two thousand eight was sort of over this new thing called streaming, but also things like residuals for physical media. So DVD sales, uh, which at the time seemed like they weren't slowing down. <laughs> yeah, that was a good idea. That was a good idea to fight for. I understand yeah, the motivation. Yeah. Uh, we, we, yeah. no one, we didn't see it coming. <laughs> right, exactly. But at the time, you know, the only, like Netflix was still a DVD company. Streamers were sort of on the distant horizon and so the guild, the WGA thought like, well, we don't know where this is going. Let's let's let them categorize this as, quote unquote, new media, which it was at the time. It was new media. Uh, but the problem with that is that then it was not renegotiated for over a decade, even even when it was. I think everyone can agree that streaming is no longer new, no longer new media. Uh, but we ha we were locked into the terms of the that 2008 deal right. where they were allowed to pay writers less, pay actors less, pay fewer residuals. Uh, so it was a lot of stuff that be when it was new, everyone said, well, we don't know how much money this is going to make. So you can't hold us to the same rules that that you do for network TV or cable TV, where people right. get fair residuals. And and, you know, like back in the day, shows were 22, 25 episodes. So they sort of started to have some success with streaming shows like Stranger Things, things on on uh max formerly hbo max formerly yep. 90 other titles uh <laughs> but the writers were still being paid that same low new media rate even as their shows were making millions and billions of dollars for the company yeah. uh and and so basically it was you know like it's sort of become this thing that every show eventually ends up on streaming now but we were still locked into these terrible deals and there are more and more shows being made only for streaming. Exactly. And when you're a writer who, who, you know, this is, this is how you make your money. Everyone thinks that we're getting millions of dollars. Everyone thinks that every writer on 
Stranger Things or the Bear or what or White Lotus or whatever is making millions of dollars, which is not true. They're making far less than someone made for even sort of a crappy show on network TV 10 years ago. Right. Uh, so that was, that was sort of, that was sort of the, one of the main things was getting, getting fairer deals for this. And then the other thing is like AI, are robots going to take our jobs and then take over our, our planet? And then right. uh, will I, will I salute our new robot overlords? <laughs> I mean, hopefully not the, the whole, <laughs> The AI thing, I feel like that was a conversation that came out like during the strike, though I imagine it was probably preliminarily a conversation ahead of time, but it started to come out like when ChatGPT became ubiquitous, when people were like, oh, I'm using this to completely write my like thesis at this point. Uh, it was yeah. kind of like this this conversation of like, wait a minute, we should get a lid on this. And I don't think, and I, I don't want to, I don't speak for you, but like, I, I feel like no one who is a member of the WGA, who writes for TV, who writes for anything, is worried that they're going to lose their jobs from AI. It's more, well, not lose their jobs. They're going to lose their jobs, but rather that they're that they're not that like AI is going to be better or as good. It's more that like yeah. uncreative people are like, well, I don't value the difference, so I'll just go with the one that's a robot. That's free. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've already like seen some of it on Twitter with people being like, I wrote a children's book, oh. like, and I generated AI art. And it's and they're terrible, but yeah. you know, like you, if you if you get that published, someone will buy it. Right. Uh, but the, this was like an interesting thing where the the AMPTP, the the body that sort of negotiates for the streamers and for the studios against the with well with the WGA, they negotiate with, but yes, uh, but they sort of. <laughs> tip their hand because the WGA said, let's, let's put in something about AI, how AI can't create it thinking. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, right, we'll like, put this thing in. Similar and, to like the streaming thing where it's like, let's kick the can down the road. Like let's address that. Yeah. Yeah. Away. Like the WGA was aware of it, but it wasn't one of our top concerns. It was you sort of like, they, hey, were already, they were planning hey, it. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, like you can't use this to undercut us. So we put that in the negotiations and the AMPTP said, absolutely not. Yeah. No, we will not do that. And then the rest of the guild was like, oh, they're planning on doing that. Right. Let's like, up our ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whereas if the if they, if the AMPTP had just been like, yeah, sure, okay, like we're not planning anything, like we would have been like, yeah, okay. But but instead they were like, no, it's 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 was a me think the AMPTP doth protest too much. Precisely. And we sort of became aware, oh, they're already planning this. Uh, and it was never like, you know, ChatGPT is going to take our jobs, but because every every script step is an extra step that you get paid for, the concern was, well, they'll have AI write the first draft and then not pay a writer for that first draft, pay them for a second draft, which you get paid much less for. Yeah, and it would end up being a huge... Yeah, it would end up being like a huge rewrite, but we but our concern was that they'll say, well, there's already a draft, so we're not paying you for the original draft, we're paying you to rewrite AI. Yeah. Uh so that was sort of like the main concern that that they would use it to just undercut and pay us less. Not that it was going to be like so great that it was going to be, you know, replacing people, but yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Although who knows, maybe 20 years from now will will it will replace people. Well, the worst of it is that AI is an aggregator of what already exists. Like you need humans in order to have a bedrock of information for that for for the 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 intelligence to draw from mm -hmm. so it's like you can't and, and one can't quantify 
unless it's you know for in, in my realm like ai comics which is just like an oxymoron is garbage uh-huh, but like, uh-huh. you're, you're literally stealing art from other artists who had to, they're not drawing new things they're right making stuff from other people's work and so like with comics you can point at like that's a michael red you know that's a brian ball and like you just mm-hmm. took his art in writing it's really harder to tell like well where wh- whose blog script yeah treatment did you steal from to make this thing and then it, it, it's harder to point at like that own, who owns that part of it so right like, right yeah. yeah and and like unfortunately the companies are sort of using scripts and books right now to to oh, feed into it. it, uh, which is not something, you know, there's been a lot of, a lot of confusion over like, well, why didn't the guild stop it from doing this? But that's something that needs to be taken care of on a governmental level. Like totally. the AMPTP has nothing to do with chat GPT. They're not the ones like the studios aren't the ones saying like, yeah, feed it the Godfather. Those are like the tech bros that run chat chat gpt which are like yeah like let's feed it every movie ever made uh and only now are you sort of starting to see people suing and legislating so hopefully that takes that gets taken care of but it wasn't something we could get taken care of in our negotiations because it has nothing to do with the people we were negotiating with unfortunately we're negotiating for salary we're not trying to change policy yeah yeah uh, yeah unfortunately not something that we could yeah so i've seen some people on twitter say like why didn't you guys like stop it from like stop stop them from using scripts and it's like that's not how laws work right Yeah, yeah. But hopefully, I mean, like, I would like to see that change. But yeah, that's not the that was not the conversation you were having then. Right. I, I think I it'll it... change like when when all the Georgia R. Martins sue and all the all the, you know, the Quentin Tarantinos all get together and, and just sue. And then ChatGPT is like, oh, this is costing us more money than we're making. So let's yeah. stop doing it. <laughs> where the hell where is Martin Scorsese? You know, he's he's so upset that people are walking on his lawn. Why? Isn't he getting upset? You know, why aren't they getting fired about this? They're like mad at Marvel movies, but it's like, dude, <laughs> they're stealing your script and they're putting it into a thing and they're like, we're going to write Goodfellas too. And it's going to be way better because it's like, yeah, I mean, maybe it's Lion because every King time, and- <laughs> maybe it's because every time like someone brings up AI to these old guys, they're like, they're like huh? what? what? The Terminator? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like, how do I, I set the clock on my VCR? Kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, okay. AI kind of like really lit the fire. Uh, mm-hmm. in in the in, in the negotiations turn it into a full blown, blown strike how uh did the strike affect you personally as a writer as a career woman in la what was your what was your life like how was it affected by uh... yeah yeah so like fortunately i like a month before the strike took a non-union job writing for a youtube channel called new rock stars uh it, things have been slow because of everything we struck for for the past well, since the pandemic, really, yeah. they were they were things things had slowed down for everyone, not just me. But I had gotten to a point where I was like, all right, let me take this job. I think there's going to be a strike. Things are slow anyway. So I was lucky enough to like have a day job, a flexible day job that was still creative, still writing. I get to appear yeah. on camera. So it was like the dream of, well, I wasn't on a show that was on pause. Uh, I mean, granted, you know, it doesn't pay as much as being staffed on a TV show, but it was enough for me to survive on. Uh, But like that being said, you know, we're still we're still picketing two to three days a week. I'm also a member of SAG. So when SAG went on strike, I was doing sort of double double duty on the picket lines. Totally. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it was mostly just 
I knew there was nothing I could do during this time. I can't be pitching shows. I can't be, you know, going out on general meetings. I can't be going out on staffing meetings. Uh, so it was just sort of a like, well, this is what I do. I, I pick it and I go to my day job and then I go home. Uh, uh, yeah, which was like oddly kind of soothing in a moment of chaos to, to be like, this is my routine now. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you had a, if you follow Gina's socials, you'll, you'll see like a really fun, like kind of like map of the experience and seeing like, well, here's how we, how we themed our strike, uh, protest today. And here's where we went and here's like who was there and what, you know, what kind of like accoutrements we brought or wore or what we ate and yeah, like totally. that is it's fun. Yeah. But I mean, fun in, in, from an from a casual observer whose livelihood was not directly affected by it. It's fun to be, you know, but at the same time, you know, uh, we, I, I, would you say that the effects of this have not yet truly been felt? Uh, yeah, I think, I think like the effects of, of the strike just by like normies, you know, who, who just regularly watch TV are only now sort of starting to be felt like there was, you know, everyone always has shows that they want to catch up on. Uh, so I think just now they're like, wait, how come there are no new episodes of stranger things? Or how come there are no new episodes of house of the dragon or whatever their show is. Right. Right. Uh, uh, or like, why isn't this, why is this movie's date getting pushed back? So I think like just among the non, you know, yeah, like community, they're just now starting to feel it. Uh, and I think like in terms of, in terms of like now that the deal is done, there's probably going to be a contraction, you know, in in society of how many TV shows are put out, which was always coming, which wasn't a result of the strike. But but I think, you know, like it will it will start to I think like in January, people will start to sort of just like in the 2008 strike. People were like, how come there's like fewer episodes of Lost and these ones feel <laughs> shoddy? And like, yeah. wh what about Heroes? Like all of a sudden Heroes isn't isn't like quite as good <laughs> as it was. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I think like next year, people will sort of be like, oh, there there seems to be a little bit of a, of a dead zone of like new shows that I want to watch. So, right. yeah, I think I think it hasn't people full, like people fully haven't caught up yet to the fact that like there was a strike it cost our community billions of dollars and los <laughs> angeles billions of dollars uh mm -hmm. uh yeah so we'll see we'll see yeah. and and uh it, but it cost more than it would have had there been a deal in place immediately uh right it, yeah exactly i mean, like I mean ultimately yeah, I mean, ultimately, the the studios of the networks and the AMPTV could have made this deal with us on day one. Mm -hmm. uh, they could have they could have continued to negotiate. It could have taken a week, and they could have done it. Uh, but they chose to drag it out for 158 days or whatever, yeah. whatever it was. <laughs> so it's it's on them. I mean, they didn't. They they very clearly lost. Uh, right. So it wasn't. It was them throwing a tantrum, trying to break us for that long. They could have come back to the table. At any time and made this exact same deal, but instead they dragged it out. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. The um I, I and I wanna I wanna key in one element of one of the deals that was made, and we'll talk more specifically about that in a minute, but like there has been this phenomenon lately. And when I say lately, I mean for the period of streaming, when streaming became a thing that we were all just like in on, where we were all deluding ourselves into thinking, this is gonna be, replace cable, and now I'm gonna spend three right. times as much for all the streaming services because I, I'm one of those people who's been screaming at the at the clouds about how um, <laughs> uh, I was like, um, there shouldn't be like 10 streaming services. Like Netflix is a model that I don't think exists realistically if 
it's against HBO Max and or Max and Disney Plus and Paramount Plus and you know like whatever acorn uh-huh. just the, the fact that like netflix existed and all the all the deals that were in place were because like they were the only one you know they yeah. were an aggregator i think that netflix is out of its like not out of its depth but like certainly that it it, it, it didn't it went through a significant amount of growing pains because it didn't need to become a content creation platform and had to mm-hmm. learn to become one because it used to just right. be like no everyone make a deal with me and then just i'll put your shit out on the thing and that's it and that made a lot of sense when it, there was one but now there's yeah. 11 or 12 and they all want nine to 12 to $14 a month. It's like, that's, un- that's unsustainable. Yeah. I think the promised land of the, of the streaming services that we all thought was going to happen uh, has been proven to not be true. Much like a lot of stuff in the tech sector when people are like, NFTs are going to make me rich. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, enough. I think like originally people were like, Oh, I can watch my favorite shows anytime I want, uh, uh, you know, like this will be great and I don't need to spend as much. All of those things have been proven false. Like even I don't have to sit through ads. Like now there are ad supported tiers. Now, if you're getting all these streaming services, it's more expensive than, than network and cable. And also like they're pulling shows. So even, even the, even the like awesome promise of like, I can watch this specific show anytime i want to even that has been proven false so there's no upside really to streaming anymore i mean i mean other than the fact that like if you want to watch something very specific and a very specific episode now you can which i mean was like always the case if you just bought a dvd which ultimately would cost you cost you less yeah (laughs) but now i don't have to store the dvd don't you understand i don't need a shelf of movies and it's like that's that's hard that's cold comfort i gotta tell you yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah it's 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 you know we were we were all sort of lured in with the with the golden arches of of you know yeah streaming service promises and now they have proven to be uh, an oasis that ended yes. up being false <laughs> right but and not only is it like a problem in terms of logistics and cost and everything but uh almost immediately uh, and I think it was thanks to Netflix's like business and practices when they started um, keeping everything internal. You know, it used to be like we know, you know, you could find out immediately over a weekend if a movie bombed because you go, well, I know how much the box office is. And I know from like one variety article from 1991, if I double the budget, then I know how much they spent on marketing and I can pretty much uh-huh. guarantee or I can at least ballpark whether the movie did well or not. But there's like figures and numbers you can figure out. And it's like, I know how much a movie sh- sh- costs. I, mm-hmm. I personally less about how much shows cost because I don't know what article or or trade I need to read or to see the budget. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. to find out like, oh, this new, <laughs> like when they were like, oh, yeah, no, there's uh, Obi-Wan cost $300 million. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and it's very i mean even show budgets are like they're very misleading because sometimes it's it's you know sometimes you can't see it in the like i've worked on multi-cam shows that should be cheap but are very expensive because of where they were shot or who the who the cast was and what their quotes are so like everything can inflate a budget artificially you know it's not and those articles are very rarely i mean sometimes they work in like promotion and things like that so they're never accurate <laughs> absolutely but even when we had like a, a, the illusion of a ballpark mm-hmm. uh, streaming has completely stymied that to the point where it's like oh 
you have no idea how much anything cost, how much anything did. You have no idea how yeah. a show performed. The only way you knew it didn't work out is if the show got canceled. Even then, you don't know if they canceled it because it didn't do well or because it right. just, they, they didn't feel like making the show anymore. So that was a normalization of the process that I think really kind of effed up the en- the, the entertainment industry where it's like just having a close, like an Apple approach to uh, to, to, to budgets being like, no, right, don't right. let anyone outside know how much shows cost, how much they make. And I assume yeah. based on the, the deal that was struck that part of it was, and don't let anyone else know how much they yeah. could be making. In yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the 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 whole thing with like streamers is that because they weren't they weren't releasing their numbers, they could simultaneously tell the creative side we're not profitable, we're not profitable yet, uh, and tell their shareholders we're super profitable, we're super right. profitable, we're we have so many views, we're trending every week, uh, and no one could like no one could prove them wrong. One of the brilliant things that the WGA did was like, they played those two things against each other. Every time they said to us, it's not profitable. Then they would say like, well, here are the numbers you're releasing to our, your stockholders sort of forcing this, the streamers and the networks to either contradict it and say like, well, we lied to them or (laughs) well, we lied to you. Uh, yeah, I mean the W, this was my first strike being in the guild, uh, and, and the WGA did a great job of using social media to fact check the liars in real time, which is a thing (laughs) I wish everyone could do at all times with everything. (laughs) Read. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, it it requires a like motivated collaborative force that has one unified goal. Right. And I think that's, that, that, that really helped. Um, right but yeah so my my issue is just like i'm thrilled to see that apparently one of the deals was like you guys have access to the information now about like some element of 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 numbers like you get to know yes you get to pull back the curtain a little bit about how your shows are doing if you're working yeah yeah exactly yeah which was a thing that you know in the in the first three months of the strike uh the streamers refused to negotiate oh, yeah. like they, <laughs> they they said this is a non-starter you know like the, totally. the 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 term the term like the sentence that you kept seeing on social media was rejected our proposals refused to make a counter mm-hmm. uh so that was what they did with with and then at some point they they sort of said like well we'll show it to three people who can't <laughs> share that information with everyone or we'll sue them and we said that's that's also not acceptable (laughs) uh so yeah that was one of the things that we that we won was sort of streaming transparency uh where where basically you know like select people in the in the guild can will be told here's total number of hours viewed right because like the whole thing was well how do you quantify like if someone watches a show for five minutes does that count as a view, like we know as people who do YouTube things, is it like, are they watching from start to finish? Are they watching like most of it? Are they, are they accidentally clicking on it and then <laughs> clicking away? Yeah, uh, exactly. So yeah. So they, they agreed to share, you know, number of hours viewed, uh, which is huge. They, they just said like, you can share it with members, but don't like go running to the press, which we all know that like it will leak anyway. <laughs> well, that's, and that's fine. Like that's an acceptable, I think that's acceptable losses because like, that's how it works already. You know, like right. that's how we know 
to double the budget to at least have a ballpark figure about whether a movie does well or not. Like it's because, you know, no one said, Oh, we'll just tell them to do this. Like, no, that was, that was somebody, you know, said something in an article one time and now it's, now it's common knowledge. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's been a lot of, there, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about like why they didn't want to show these numbers. Uh, and there's sort of like two schools of thought. Like one is they don't want to, pay the writers and actors residuals the other which i think is more likely because there's actually much more money on the line is they don't want to show their stockholders the actual numbers so some people were like thinking well the numbers are much higher and then they'll they'll be forced to like pay residuals but i actually think the the which a lot of people think the numbers are much lower and they don't want to tell their their shareholders because like you know percentage wise they don't owe that many residuals anyway like even if a show is successful nowadays the way things are like no one's making no one's getting rich off of residuals but it's much more likely that they're like telling their their shareholders and their stockholders like we're super successful and then people are like oh 10 people watch this show that you've been telling us is like your number one show uh, uh-huh. you you lied so yeah i think now i now you know this is a good sort of jumping off point for in the years to come other industries to say like yeah sh- you should be showing us your numbers for years like legally you sort of had to show people your numbers it's yeah. crazy that there are all these like legal loopholes for what is essentially the same industry that it was 50 years ago <laughs> exactly that that was the thing that always baffled me was just like and, and it's one of those things it reminds me of the old like i think it's chris rock bit where it's just like if i could pay you less i would that's what minimum wage is and uh-huh. it's like this is one of those <laughs> things where it's like if i if, if i can get away with it i will do it like and it's just if if i like you know that someone upstairs just went wait is there nothing on the books that says we have to tell them how well a show is doing if it's on streaming right like, right then we just won't like yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which is what a lot of these negotiations are, is like closing loopholes that have been sort of exploited in recent years. Like there are a lot of things that were a given for, you know, since since the industry started that only since the tech sector, the tech bros, for lack of a better term, have gotten involved like then they were sort of like oh well why we don't have to do this thing we're not being told so now the guild is sort of playing catch up because for years you know the the people in charge might not have been creatives themselves but they they did at least want to make a good product and then once the tech sector got involved they were like we don't care if it's a good product just make it for cheap uh like that's that's sort of when all all hell broke loose which i think every industry is seeing more and more with like the tech bros getting involved uh every art of every kind once a tech bro gets involved is never never gonna be good it's never gonna be a good thing it's true it's gonna it's gonna be diminished (laughs) or at least you're not gonna know like what what hand is uh rocking the cradle but like right right in this case it's like okay so the main fight was over ai and I guess, even though we said like residuals, it's not going to be as juicy a plum, but like residuals in in in, in its yeah detail. yeah f- yes definitely. Uh, so, wh- uh, what did what were if any some of the capitulations that you guys offered? Like, what was some of the things that like you didn't get that was on the table? If anything? yeah yeah, that's a great question. So we actually like ended up getting 
movement on everything we asked for, which has almost never happened. Seriously. Uh, uh, like the main thing is like in some cases we didn't get as much as we wanted on okay. uh, like in movement, but you know, there's always been things that we bring to the table that then that then get taken off. Uh, yeah. But this time that didn't happen. We said it's sort of all or nothing, but we will negotiate the details within that thing. Uh, gotcha. uh, so that's that in and of itself is is historic that we didn't just take anything off the table completely, which is a testament to the fact that we we struck. We struck for so long. SAG struck with us. And there was no like there was no way we were going to stop if we didn't get at least some movement on all of this. That's uh, so so a lot of it is like is in the details, you know, right. for, for instance, like Every, every three years, which is when our when our contracts are negotiated, we get, you know, like a pay bump that's supposed to keep up with inflation, with inflation. <laughs> you know, yeah. so like things like that were you're, you're, like we asked for a six percent pay bump in the first year. We got a five percent pay bump okay. in the first that's, year, you know. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So so things like that. Uh, again, it's a lot of like the devils in the details, like, you know. Right. The, like for streamers for instance movies that are released only on on streamers we wanted any any feature with a budget over 12 million dollars to receive full theatrical terms mm. so better initial compensation better residuals that was something that we they said we'll give that to you but for a budget over of 30 million or more instead okay. of 12 million. So yeah. we, we got movement on everything. It just, and I mean, that's, you know, that's like what, what a negotiation was Absolutely. is right. Uh, uh, but just the fact that we got movement on everything. And then in three years we can say like, all right, now we do want it for a budget over 12 million. Exactly. Uh, well, you, see, you know, we've like seen the data, it, we have proof that like it does actually affect us, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, we did get very close on, on a lot of things uh, uh, because I think that they realized that they were going, you know, like they, it's still like technically right now, the membership has not voted through this proposal right. so they they had to like negotiate knowing that people that have been on strike for 158 days are going to vote yes people who have been out of work for several years in some cases are going to vote vote yes so it's basically like the membership has nothing to lose by waiting waiting longer you know True. like like if you haven't if you haven't staffed on a show in two years another yeah. six months or, or eight months or 10 months is nothing. So yeah. we, we still have to vote it through. And they knew, you know, like that, that the membership was never going to vote it through <laughs> unless we got movement on everything. So it really yeah. was a successful, you know, again, there are some details where it's like, Oh, I wish it was over 12 million instead of over this. I wish we got a 6% raise instead of a 5% raise, but there was movement on everything that we asked for eventually. Yeah. And it, uh, it looks like, it's the kind of thing where it's almost like an admission, you know, like, well, there's movement on every single detail, which suggests like, yeah, I guess everything you were asking for is pretty fair because right. we, we addressed it. it wasn't there, as you said, there were a couple of like non-starters and yeah. normally that's in a, in, in a situation where, yeah, like that's an, you know, it, it, that kind of, that kind of reaction is usually reserved for unreasonable requests. But in this case, and as we've pointed out, like, not unreasonable at all and is in fact important or paramount to the conversation right and they did move it up and they did move on yeah we're just like oh, yeah we you proved knew. that they could have they could have done this from the start there was nothing sure. that was going to i mean the 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 you know the money that people love to the number that people love to quote is like 
what the writers were asking for was less than 2% of their, their like what they make in a year, their budgets for a year. Right. So it was never, we were never breaking the bank. Uh, uh, no. the, the main reason they didn't want to give it to us is because they know that the right, they're going to have to give the writers the same thing. They're going to have to give like the teamsters the same thing. So that was really why they were, they were nice. rejecting most of it was because they didn't want to set a precedent, which is like they sort of admitted to in the press. Like they said, yeah very stupid things on the record. Like, well, if we give them this, we're going to have to get, if we pay them fairly, we're going to have to pay everyone fairly. <laughs> oh my God. And you can imagine those other groups being like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and doesn't that, doesn't that kind of betray the kind of like insulated nature of those who, who are in the decision-making place where it's like, you know, don't don't say the quiet part out loud like right just, right which which they did throughout the strike right Constantly, like, that, that's, like there's, there's been a lot of think pieces about how badly they they bungled the pr part portion of this whole thing yeah. which i think if they if they had been better at not being complete idiots and and making constant like terrible sound bites like they want us to go homeless or you know right. like billionaires on their yacht saying like well they're asking for unreasonable things without yeah. even thinking like this might not look great uh, right. i think if they had been better at just the pr portion we probably would not have gotten everything we we wanted to but the the public was so overwhelmingly on our side that, that yeah. the longer they held up just the more pissed people got at them not at us right exactly maybe if they had a couple of writers on retainer that would have been i mean they they went through three pr firms so uh <laughs> during the duration of the strike they hired three different pr firms and and i think it proved that yeah writers are better than pr firms yeah <laughs> now uh i i i want to address really briefly i don't want to spend too, any time on it really but i should address it only because i've seen it too much even in my own sphere um the like the naysayers ne'er-do-wells the people who are like arguing in favor of management so to speak where they were <laughs> yeah. like where they were like you know you're, you're like and this is part of the reason why i wanted to have this conversation in the first place is to like dispel any rumors or any 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 misconceptions about like the the level of re of, of reasonability that you guys were asking for and what yeah what you got because i don't think what we're looking for here and i don't think what was argued for here was and feel free to correct me or mm -hmm. or, or reinforce it the idea that you were in a position of uh, we're trying to match where they are, what they have, and we're trying to pay for our own yachts. Like we want to, we want to break into like the one percent. I don't think right. that was the goal. It was right. about living wages and about like, be, look, if you need me to be on set, I have to live <laughs> in the area. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think like I think, you know, overwhelmingly sort of I mean, I have an itchy block block finger on Twitter. If anyone <laughs> even like mildly annoys me, I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I don't want I don't want uh, any of my day sucked up by by thinking about this random person with two followers. Totally. I think like overwhelmingly sort of the naysayers, you know, when you go on Twitter and see them when I would go to their profiles, like they, we would have no friends in common. They wouldn't live in L.A. Uh, and like, you know, if, if, if you're not even friends with four writers, like you, you legitimately know nothing, right? Like, right. like I know nothing about in, you know, like 
investments and things like that. So if, if, a, if an accountant comes to me and is like, Hey, this is like what this is. I'm not then immediately going to be like, but is it, is it what it is person who (laughs) spent the last like 20 years of your life studying this thing? I don't think it is for some reason with creatives, people love to do that. And I think it's because they think anyone can do it. Right. But you know, like a lot of the people that were like, you're, you're asking for too much. Couldn't specify why, Yes. or what we should be asking for. And that's because they truly know nothing. I mean, there are, there are again, like some conspiracy theories that the PR firms, there were very, very newly created accounts that started uh, only since the strike that were sort of going in with two followers or zero followers sort of going in and being like, you're being unreasonable. And it's like, cool, David Zaslav's <laughs> second cousin, who clearly right. you are. Uh, so yeah, I will say that like, I didn't see anyone who knows anything saying right. we were in like in all of the wga groups if anything it was the opposite people were saying we're asking for too little based on the based on how many billions we have made for these people yeah. uh so yeah i will say that like the 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 proof is that they did give us essentially everything we asked for yeah. which they wouldn't have if it was unreasonable totally uh, uh and i also think that like you know the pr- the proof is in the numbers the 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 like ceo's salaries have grown while writers salaries have shrunk and and ideally you're keeping up like it's it, like you're keeping up with a percentage, you know, the, the sort of United Auto Workers strike right now is great where they're like, hey, CEO pay has climbed by 50 percent. Why do you think you deserve that? And they're like, well, we think we deserve 40 percent because we helped grow this business, exactly. which is true. I mean, it should keep pace. And w- with the exception of the last 10 years, it was keeping pace. Yeah. It was only when people were were basically like, how much abuse can we get away with inflicting that it wasn't? Uh, so, yeah, I think I think the proof is in the fact that they did give us essentially what we asked for. And if it was truly unfair and unreasonable and could not be maintained, they wouldn't have given that to us because they would have said, if we give you everything we're asking for, we'll all crumble in the next like few years. But I think the fact that we were asking for fewer than two, less than 2% of, of their budgets and their profits is, is proof that, I mean, in my mind, like hell ask for 30% of what they got going on. Like, why are we asking for less than 2%? Like I want to ask for more. Right. Like if they want to say it's unreasonable, let them be right about it. You know, like, oh, no, I want 35, 40 yeah. percent of what you're making and uh, and then let them negotiate. That's true negotiation. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a great Twitter account actually right now that that was created si- like sort of since the the, the negotiations were were uh, uh, finalized, which is just like someone's name with like we got it, bitch in it. And like <laughs> they were they basically go back to the old threads where people were like, you'll never get. You'll never get minimum staffing. You'll never get transparency. And then they just reply, we got it, bitch. Because like it's just proving that every everyone who said you won't get this, this is a non-starter. Everything that they said was a non-starter, we got. So clearly it, that's not the definition of a non-starter. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah. And it also diminishes the term non-starter. Because I mean, like, well, right, we right, start, right. Though. Exactly. Yeah. So where where are we now? Like, what's the uh, what's what's the I mean, is it clearer skies? Is it or is there still like is there still some fights that need to be fought? Yeah, I mean, like every every negotiation will sort of make things a little bit better. Uh, sure. uh, uh, you know, like th- there there are things that that it would have been great to to get more of, you know, for example, minimum staffing, which was one of the things they said was a non-starter, which we got. We got, you know, you have to you have to have three writer producers in in the room, 
no matter what. So you have to hire like it's the showrunner and then two other writer producer level writers because there's different levels of writers. We had asked for six. We got three. So that's mm. something that, you know, next year we'll ask for six again and, or, right. you know, like and, and we'll get more. Uh, I do think that like, you know, there there I just sort of retweeted this today that like there is there is a contraction that has been happening basically since the since the start of streaming when people when the streamers sort of overplayed their hand and spent and the thing is like i came up in a world of like digital content like i worked for defy media and, and awesomeness tv and rooster teeth and and like all of these places had the same problem which was like they were sort of run by tech people the tech people were like well let's throw so much money at this let's get oh we're broke yeah. crap and so like there was a joke among like digital writers which was like get in before they know better Yes. Get that money and get out. And so like the same sort of like tech bros were taking over, you know, like you know, the, the streamers were starting the streamers and they were saying like, woo, like, let's <laughs> let's buy all these shows. Let's like let's do it. And then they were like, oh, we don't know what we're doing. OK, let's. And like now they're at the point of where, where they're like, maybe instead of making a hundred crappy cheap products we're going to make 10 really good ones yeah. so you know the, the sort of narrative has already started where it's like well writers screwed themselves out of jobs uh which was like always going to happen and also you know if you're if you have to work five on five shows for beans whereas like i would much rather work on one show a year and right. like and like actually be able to put the time and effort in for slightly more money than than trying to scramble to get like 10 10 jobs a year Seriously, uh, yeah. so i think that a contraction is coming i think it will take probably until the next mm -hmm. negotiations three years from now to write the industry again you know like now we were sort of sort of bailing out a sinking boat as there were still holes in it yeah. now we've plugged the holes but we've still got to bail out the boat right. uh, uh so yeah i think i think it will take take a few years for for the industry to realize what they're doing now uh which we could have again we could have done from the start if they had been fair but you know like like we've we've bandaged up all the wounds but now we need to give a blood transfusion i'm mixing metaphors like crazy <laughs> Yeah, uh, no. yeah. So I don't. Well, I don't think it's clear, clear sailing. I think we are, we are coming out of the clouds. I it see. will just all take right. some time. <laughs> How many metaphors has that been? Three, four. I think we're good. I'll right? throw all of them at you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a rusty writer that's been out of work for 150 <laughs> days. What's a metaphor? That's right. Yeah, I'm getting. Uh, you know what? That's good. We're working out the cobwebs here. We're getting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, Brain, uh, do the thing now. Yeah, make funny. <laughs> uh, I'm. Uh, so. When we get to the point where things are ideal, where mm -hmm. do you think, like, what does that look like to you? What, like, does it involve 12 streaming services that maybe only mm -hmm. make like three shows, a, th like three or four shows a year? Is it maybe yeah. a con a, a, like, like you were talking about a condensement, like maybe like three streaming services? Like, as I think that one streaming service is, it doesn't work today because of course, like that is, you know, when it was one that, sent dvds and and didn't make content it's like mm -hmm. that's a distribution method i i i i'm i'm cotton to that but when you're the only one that makes it you're kind of a monopoly at that point right so there's there's some there's there's something good about uh, healthy competition but at the same time maybe not this much like how many more yeah do we need here? 
Yeah, I mean, I think like I, the interesting thing is like everyone always says like you can't you can't go back, right? Like once the genie is out of the bottle, you can't go back. But I think we had a system that worked for 70, 80 years. Yes. And the funny thing is that like the streamers were like, oh, never, never ads, no ads here. And now they're like, oh, what about ads? Yeah. Uh, you know, and like and there there is a there are a number of things that the streamers are doing now that the joke is like, oh, so you just invented television. You invented right network and cable tv with ads yeah. great congratulations uh they sort of came in broke a system and then we're like what if we rebuild it but crappier uh so yeah. now we're basically fighting back to, to fighting to get back to what was uh, which is, you know, like paying writers and actors a fair residual amount. If you do have ads, like giving us a cut of those ads, right? Uh, yeah. uh, because the whole reason that they were saying they were paying us less, not only was like, well, it's new, we haven't figured it out before, but was like, well, we don't have ads. So how can we pay you? But like <laughs> my Hulu has ads. I have the lowest tier and I see ads all the time on Hulu. Now oh, yeah. they're doing it on Netflix. Now they're doing it on Disney. So they're basically going back incrementally to what was working for 50 or 60 years. Yeah. I do agree that like there are some things that are, are, are a harder sell to get back to. Like, you know, people sort of got, got used to, um, seeing shows when they wanted to but even with like the disney dropping an episode a week like netflix was like what if we drop them all at once like this is great this is how everyone wants to watch tv and then they realized oh our rate are like more people watch it if we release one a week and then disney yeah. was like if more people watch it that's what we should do so again they keep going back to like you know, a system of ads, a system where they release it once a week. Mm -hmm. I, I think like it's going to be a slow crawl back to what once was. Yeah. But that is the ideal like model is the yeah. model that worked for 70 years. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, like as, as at least, you know, I think that that's the that's the approach is just not trying to crawl back to TV, but looking at TV before streaming and just what made it better? How do you make that mm -hmm, better? Like what's because mm -hmm. it was a system that was tempered by decades of trial and error and reaches a point where, like, yeah, were people sick of TV by the time streaming came in? I mean, they were sick of bad TV. Right. They were sick of right. like the tropes, the things that wouldn't that wouldn't like work, you know, like like the talk show. Right. The, uh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or the infomercial. But like, you know, well, look at it's funny. I remember um, making ads, you know, like making like ad reads and crap for our our own YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and watching that happen and seeing, especially in, in the advent of YouTube, and watching everybody who like had no broadcasting experience, had no entertainment industry experience, mm -hmm. having to make ad reads for like Amazon. Yeah. And what do they do? They copy what they remember from TV. Right. They, they right. Literally just made tropes of or like bad pale versions of what they saw from TV. I know I'm right. guilty of it. You know, I'd be like, oh, I didn't see you there. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I but mean, I'm parodying it, something that no one knows what the hell it is, is anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the, this, the like TV was a lucrative industry for everyone involved for yeah. decades. And then something that no one wanted fixed, like somebody came in and said, I'm going to fix this thing that nobody wants fixed yeah. and sort of upended it. And, and by the way, like that was one of the reasons the negotiations took so long because traditional like networks were like, you came in and broke this. Like, why are we what? like, why, why is like CBS network or NBC? Why are they not like, why are they sort of 
acquiescing to the people that broke their model. Like, why are they like there were a lot of things like CBS doesn't care if Netflix releases their numbers. So the fact that right. Netflix was like, we're not negotiating until you take this off the table. <laughs> CBS was like, why? You don't care if it's taken off saying. the table, <laughs> like release your numbers. We've been doing it for years. Like we have yeah. an outside entity called Nielsen who tells everyone what like, <laughs> like just do it like we're doing it. So that was one of the reasons why it took so long was because you know, network TV was being forced to negotiate the same deal. It's like, it's like having a nerd who's getting a swirly, you know, like be like, well, my bully needs compensation too. I'm not gonna <laughs> like, it, you know, like they, they, yeah. they, they had to negotiate with the people who like punched them in the face repeatedly for the past yeah. like five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think that, um, overall, like this is more speculations. So I don't want, and I don't want to get you in trouble, but, mm -hmm. uh, do you think that there, like, the reason for me, and I think we, we we touched on this a little bit, but like one of the major reasons why there's such reticence to release numbers is because it's just so damn low. And yeah. do you think that like if it's do you think it's lower than we think? Like it's so low that it was like oh, yeah. no no you don't understand. If we release the numbers, it'll destroy our entire industry because like it's really not as big as you think it is. We're just inflating yeah. it to, like like the same way that like you like really loud people get a lot of attention, but it turns out that like, they don't have a lot of followers. It's just that they're very good at getting people's attention. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think the numbers are much lower. Like, you know, anytime you go on Netflix, they're like, here's the top 10 shows. And it's like, inevitably a Netflix show is in there. And I'm like, who is watching this show? Netflix, you are lying. It's like the, mm -hmm. the, I have a, I swear I have a girlfriend. She lives in Canada. Like totally. Netflix is like, I swear to God, like people like the show. You should watch it. And then because it's suggested to them, maybe people do watch it. Oh, definitely. Uh, so, so I do think it's like, I think even even popular shows probably aren't being watched as I think even like this, the stranger things is uh, uh, like, I think probably are not being watched by as many people, which like, you know, part of the appeal of streaming was that on network TV, you have to appeal to the widest common denominator because totally. you need the most viewers yeah. and like everyone has worked on a show where you do something a little bit risky and then the execs are like oh tone it down this is too niche yeah i mean if you're lucky enough to be a show that like runs for many seasons sometimes like that's why they, they got weird because at that point the, ne the networks were like you know what like buffy you've been on for so long in these last few seasons do whatever you want i guess exactly uh, but like shows don't reach that threshold anymore. So I, you know, like there's a lot of people, of course, like the trolls who are online that are like, why should we pay writers more when shows aren't good? It's <laughs> like ignores a whole slew of shows that are great, first of all, Naturally. but also like, why is like, why does it maybe feel like some, some things have sort of fallen off and it's because once the streamers happen then the networks had to apply to an even wider base yeah. so the appeal of like streamers was we can make something super super niche you know like the stranger things guys like the duffer brothers famously like pitched it everywhere oh, we're sure. told no and then finally netflix was like yeah sure let's put this weird thing like it's sort of like the 80s it's sort of like a love letter to you know like like all the all the great directors of of the 80s yeah um and like D D, which is still a super niche thing yeah like they were allowed, they were able to be made. So I think that the numbers are lower. I think that, you know, they just sort of have to adjust expectations 
And the people creating those shows should not be paid less because you're not like properly marketing your show or which are right. things like nothing to do with right like i've nope. written on some shows and people are like on twitter are like how come i didn't hear anything about the show and i'm like yo i'm a writer like i don't i don't do i have nothing to do with the advertising like i'm not yeah. i'm not you know like i can tweet to my several <laughs> thousand followers and that's about it like but yeah, unless no, you're six thousand people who see that tweet like maybe you're not going to know their show I, I I wrote on. So like, there's so many things that go into, into it, but yeah, I mean, if you do the, the brilliant thing about the WGA deal is that like writers still get paid residuals, you know, whether a show does great or does poorly, which was always how it was. It's right. just, it's more success based. So you get more money if stranger things is a, is a huge hit, which again is the residual system TV is based on <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like, we you already still have residuals. You still made a product. Uh, yeah. uh, that, so you still get a baseline. It's just, if it's a runaway hit, you get more. Yeah. Uh, was there, so, yeah. Was there any um, talk about what we're seeing with things like over the garden wall mm -hmm. where um, they're like, well, because while, there is a lot, there's heavy speculation about them pulling shows. Like we were talking about like the, kind of like the death of physical media, but also the death of shows because we all thought that we didn't need physical media because everything was going to be streamed. But then it turns yeah. out entire shows are being pulled because they well, for no good reason. Right. Right. You know, is it because they don't want to pay residuals and and is that enough? Like it's, it could it's, possibly be cost effective. Yeah, <laughs> it's truly not because of I've seen this sort of like narrative of like, well, they don't want to pay residuals. But again, like it's it's super low pocket change compared. Uh, yeah. But but what it actually is, is that if they can if they can create a show and then and then pull it and prove a loss in terms of like taxes. Right. Then they get tax breaks and then they get money so that's what it is which is much more than they would be paying in residuals and again it sort of goes back to these these tech bros that are saying like well this is what we do in the tech sector so like mm. let's do it in this sector uh which ignores the fact that like you created it's not like content it's not a product like you created a work of art that yes. now they're basically like let's pull this art off the wall and put it in storage and tell them that like, well, since no one can see it anymore, we are taking a loss. It's yeah. not the, like the entertainment industry is not the same as every other industry and should no. not be treated as such. But the problem is now you have people who know nothing about the industry coming yeah. into it. It's like, it's like when you sit down at Thanksgiving and your uncle is like, yeah, this is the show. This is right, right. here. This is show and you're like that's not how it works like it's not and they're like, why don't you just sell this show or or you know i see this a lot on on twitter whatever i'm saying like oh you know the industry isn't great there's always one or two people that say like just make your own content and it's like that's not that's not how it works like as as someone who like has created content like that's not giving you a salary as we both know right to yeah. live off of right away <laughs> or immediately. So people who are like, just film yourself, just do this, just do this funny thing. It's like, there's a reason why TV is so difficult to make and difficult to make good. And like someone yeah. with their iPhone on TikTok is not making, it's not making well, a salary, then, you yeah, know? No, that's true. There's, there, well, there, there's like, there is a uh, misunderstanding of, uh, and, and I think a deliberate one uh, made by TikTok and content creators, et cetera, because like, you know, there, we want it to look 
better than it is or 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 tiktok mm-hmm. is like we you know no like make content for us you could live you know you could live lavishly as a result and it's like right no, right this is just this is not a reality um, yeah yeah that's interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and well, also it's like you know even people who do well on, on tiktok it's it's like you know less than like one percent of people are really like making the big bucks from well, it it's not so like it's, it's a career you're not going to get residuals right. you're not going to get right. a, like you, you're going to get maybe like a year out of it you know you're not going to yeah get, like, yeah you're going to get free stuff and maybe some sort of like endorsement deal for like to to put commercials in your tiktoks which is like yes. great uh, yeah cool i want to do that forever like mm-hmm. it's not it's not a life um, nor yeah. is it sustainable. That's the problem. Is it's not sustainable, right? But, uh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, well, it sounds exciting. I'm, 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 I'm very happy for you. Now, you said it's not, it's not officially voted in, but it was accepted. Yeah. So, so basically, what happens is the negotiating team negotiated with the AMPTP, the the body that represents the streamers and the studios. Mm-hmm. to say like yes this is a good deal then they bring it to leadership uh, the wga west and east leadership who all voted unanimously yes on it and then it goes to the membership uh, uh so by the time it gets to us it's already gone through several tiers of very smart people being like yeah this is a good deal i think it's not <laughs> only going to pass i think it's going to pass with like 98 percent approval pro- totally. probably pretty close to what the strike approval was which was i think 98.6 percent of our membership who voted voted yeah. yes strike i think that same percentage is going to is going to vote it in nothing is ever unanimous there's always going to be one person who probably hasn't like written in years that's like i don't know what what, what this is i'm gonna vote no uh yep. but i think it will pass overwhelmingly i am voting yes i will encourage other people to do that it's a it is a great deal i think sag is probably on their way to making a similar deal uh yeah and then and then it's just i mean writers are already allowed to sort of go back to work in the in the interim but once it's official then it's official and and then we just wait for sag and then next year we wait for the two other unions that might also go on strike oh my god Well, I'm I'm very happy for you. Congratulations to you, and Thank you. Uh, I Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm I really appreciate you giving a, shining a light on this because I think, you know, it, it's important to get insight from the actual source from somebody who actually knows the hell is going on <laughs> as opposed to just being like you know i i, I guarantee you there's a significant portion of the audience that's watching that was like no i saw an article that said that there was approved <laughs> i didn't read the damn thing because i didn't either i was like i was looking at him like okay da, 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 yeah, yeah i'll just ask you that right right <laughs> And also, it's going to be like anything else that's popular, right? There's always going to be someone who's like, um, actually, everything, everywhere, all at once wasn't a good movie. And you're like, are you you just saying this to be contrarian? Like, there's inevitably, because of the fact that membership was so happy with the deal. I mean, it's not, there's no, you know, like, journalists don't get clicks by being like, everyone happy, things going well. (laughs) Everything worked out great, and everyone (laughs) is fine. Yeah, so there's inevitably going to be journalists that are like, oh, did, should they have struck for this long? And, like, membership is like, hell yeah, we should have, but they're like, let's ask this titillating question to get clicks, you know, like, and I, I I get it. I would just hate for that to be the only narrative out there and people to be like, well, I, I read on Ankler that like, maybe you shouldn't have struck for that long. And it's like, cool. That was our option. That was what happened. Like you could say we shouldn't have, but we had to. So. (laughs) Right. No. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, is there a is there is there one social media hub or place they should go? Oh, to oh. I mean, you mean not the nine composite social media sites that have cropped up that I wanted to get my username on, so I signed yeah, up for all of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think like Twitter and Instagram are what I use the most still. Yes, okay. uh, uh, and are. I'm at Gina Ippy on there, but also I'm up there on, on blue sky and, and, and hippopotamus.com <laughs> and, <laughs> and whatever else the new thing is. I'll always be Gina Ippy on those. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would say I'm most active on, on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. Check her out and we'll see you guys next time. On another episode. Thanks Gina for being here. Uh, so long everybody. <laughs>